Who is spending $1 billion on a TV show? Are you kidding me? Newcomer Radical Heights is taking on PUBG and Fortnite. But is it that big a deal? Marvel is taking over the world. Black Panther setting records. The comics are teasing a huge event. And now comes Infinity Wars. Who has the last stone? Who will take down Thanos? All of these rumors and so much more right now on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directive. Get plugged in. Are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's up? Even listen to yourself when you talk. I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Let me ask a question. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. Well, welcome back. You know where you are. This is the Geek Underground. My name is Sean with my lovely, amazing co-host. Livy. Livy. And we are here doing something we've never done before. No, we haven't done this before. We did it for like a few seconds last week until I shouted at Sean because he didn't tell me we were doing this and I was in my PJs. Yeah, so apparently, guys, just so so all the guys out there understand, it's probably best before you live stream your wife to the internet it's good to get approval from said wife first so that she's not in her nightgown and hair all tied up and, and apparently doesn't want to be seen by the world. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be seen I by the world. I thought it would be fine. We're just going to sit down. We're going to do a live stream. Who, who cares what we look like? But apparently uh, it, is, it is big to, to put your best fit foot forward. Your butt, best Do you know, face, it, it, don't make that out as if I'm a bad person because I don't want everybody to see me in my pajamas, like lounging about. Because, like, some pajamas, that's absolutely fine in. But these pajamas, I don't think so much. They weren't bad. You were fully covered. It's not like you were hanging out there for the world to see. I mean, you were mm-hmm. nice and wrapped up. And and I had my ugly white and pink bathrobe on. We should have borrowed mine, my cool Doctor Who bathrobe. Yeah, the cool Doctor Who bathrobe that I bought you. Well, yeah, that's why it's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. I think I'm mostly recovered again. I haven't whined much this week at all. I was actually playing in the park after my op, uh, so so I'm I'm better. I yeah, think. you were running around, I and was... then we we're like, oh, it hurts. Shush, you don't say that part. <laughs> you say yes. He was running around like a stud in the park, playing with the children. No. Okay. Thank you. See? Um, but we have – I think we want to start with our, our, our podcast names now. Yes. And, and there is a reason for why she wants her name. One, she loves Guardians of the Galaxy, and then she found this head at the store and decided that she had to have it. And for those listening to the podcast and not watching the live stream, you have to understand that right now Livy has a massive panda hat on her head it covers her whole head and apparently she thought she had to have this i had to have this hat (laughs) this is the coolest thing ever so now i'm not sure if she's going to do the entire show with this but um because of her love of guardians of the galaxy uh we were actually thinking of naming our whole crew the trash pandas but she just now wants to be the trash panda yes so if you've seen guardians of the galaxy 2 well, you know how, like, radio stars, they might not know about this, um, radio stars sometimes change their names to to protect their their private life or whatever. And we used to work at a radio station out in America, and we had one or two people, and it wasn't necessary to do it, but they decided they wanted to have radio names. The people who didn't know who they were. I just and didn't care. I'm like, you know, I didn't I'm care Sean. either. It's all right. It was fine. So, anyway... This is us being, these are our radio names. Ha ha. So I am the Trash Panda, and Sean over there is going to be... I'm going to be Dadpool, and there's a reason for this. Now, I've got my most prized possession. Uh, Maybe I'll send a picture. I'll put it on social media. Uh, I have a signed Ryan Reynolds and TJ Miller Deadpool poster that I won. It was amazing. I was so excited when I found out that I won this. And what the competition was asking for was your best Deadpool uh, poster pose so you had to look at some of the deadpool movie posters Mm -hmm. and then do a pose and they said you didn't even need to be wearing the deadpool outfit and so that got me thinking and i saw 
uh, and, and I'll put this on social media as well. I saw there was that one where he was lounging, where Deadpool was lounging with a white background, and it said Deadpool under him. And for some reason, this like spark of wonderfulness came to my mind that said, hey, if you get rid of the E, it could be Deadpool, and then you could have the kids like stomping on you. So I laid on the ground, <laughs> had my kids like stepping on my head and biting my leg, and I took that picture, and then I just got rid of all the background, and I set me sitting on top of the Deadpool mm -hmm. with my kids eating me, and they liked it, and I won a Ryan Reynolds autograph <laughs> poster. And he's my man crush, so I, I have yeah. to I have to have that it poster is pretty up good. in my house. And TJ Miller signed it as well. Miller, he's been in all kinds of stuff yeah. from Transformers to Silicon Valley. He does voice acting. Uh, what did he just do some voice in? I just heard him in something. Yeah, no, you you're ringing my bell now, but I can't remember. Uh, we were just watching, it, or the kids were just watching it. Yeah, probably. Okay, well, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. TJ Miller's fun. Lots and lots of stuff. Lots and lots of stuff. If not a bit crass, if you've seen the outtakes of Deadpool. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that guy is... But the whole movie is like well, one... It's just basically all outtakes. Have you noticed that? It, it's all that just, movie is Ryan just completely Reynolds outtakes and TJ Miller and just, bloopers. just like... Well, those guys can just say so much. They have the gift of dirty gab. They, they just talk a lot of, yeah. and swear a lot. Um, so, yeah. So, I am Deadpool. And this He's is Deadpool, and I'm the Trash Panda. Panda, and we welcome you here tonight. So yeah, so we're live streaming tonight. We have a lot of people online actually yes. right now commenting and talking. Uh, I, I think we'll even take questions as the night go on. Yeah. So if you want to ask something, that's fine. Uh, we can't stop for every question, but if you'd like to throw something in, I, I think it'll be fun to add that dynamic to the show. Um, but also, as we were sitting here and we were having our dinner, we, we've talked about all of the stars that we love because Ryan Reynolds came up. And we just thought, well, if we were to have our own dinner, which stars would you want to have at your dinner table? And I, I think this has to go into not just their, their on-screen character, which, mm. you know, I think a lot of them could come and bring that if we wanted them to. But also just their personality in general. And, Livy, you've got a pretty extensive list of if you I had a do. dinner, which stars would you want to See, fill your dinner My guest original list? list that I had in my notes seems to have disappeared, which is quite sad, really, because it was, it was full of lots of fun things and lots of fun people that I absolutely loved and blah, blah, blah. But my number one person would be... Katie Sackhoff. Which is your girl crush. Which is my girl crush. I love Katie Sackhoff. She was Starbuck in the new iteration of Battlestar Galactica because she's pretty darn awesome. And Do she love was her. in Bionic Woman and she's in, yeah. is, what's the Western one she's in? Longmire? Oh, you're Longmire. Longmire yeah. she's in, okay. Yeah. Oh, and Power Rangers. Can't forget her in Power Rangers or The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't really not many people have seen that Power Rangers that like short James Vanderbeek so they short. don't know about Kate Sackhoff but that was that. a dark Power Rangers you don't oh, see it was good though it was, it was better than anything they've put out oh yeah aside from yeah that's it I mean, yeah that's the only Power Rangers I've watched and enjoyed I'm sorry for those of you that love the Power Rangers and love how cheesy it is or love the green or the black ranger they're mm -hmm. so cute no 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 just watch no. the 15 minute short with James Vanderbeek and Katie so, Sackhoff right. Katie Sackhoff yes um uh, Kat Dennings. She is fun. I Kat, love Dennings, Kat Dennings. I'm sure how she is in Two Broke Chicks is probably how she is in real yeah. life. And that that's from what I've seen on in interviews, that, that is who she is. Sarcastic. Love oh, it. so much fun. She'd be a great and, inner uh, guest. Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter. Which one's that? Sorry. Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because she's so snarky. <gasps> Don't trust to be in Apartment 23. No, but my, love that my show. My favorite role for her had to be in She's Out of Your League. Where, yes. where, where the guy on the, the guy on the plane is telling her to get Terrible off the phone. Oh, it's a horrible language. Yeah, just. Uh, are you a plane doctor? Sorry. Jillian has asked how many play settings. What are their dietary requirements? So many variables. Well, we actually said it was going to be twelve people around the table. So not including ourselves, we can invite twelve dinner guests. Twelve dinner guests. Um, my next one was Richard Hatch. Unfortunately, he passed away. But he was really great to talk to at Comic-Con. Yeah, Very we met cerebral. Him. I mean, just his, oh my gosh. his political views on his character in a TV show were, were far superior to my political views of the world as it is. I mean, he talked for 30 or 40 minutes just about this amazing dynamic of his character and the policies and the politics and, and – uh, yeah, I mean, really gets into it. And so I think just for that whole intellectual side of the conversation, yeah. he would be fun. He was really cool. He's a very, very cool guy. Um, we've met so many really cool people. Another person, Missy Pyle. I have gotten to meet her now. Nobody seems to know who Missy Pyle is, but she is such an awesome, awesome actress. I absolutely she was in love Galaxy Quest. her. She was in Galaxy Quest. In a very she forgettable actually, role. <laughs> well, that's her thing. She seems to be in a lot of roles completely unforgettably. Hello, Kat. Um, she <laughs> was. Eat my cables. Uh, she was just in um, 
Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. She was the PE teacher. Um, but that... those are the roles she plays, I that know. little three-minute role. But she does them so well. Yeah. And but she I, was in I, Dodgeball. I, I know, but just, just even meeting her, though, she doesn't really have the charisma that I would want for a dinner guest. I'm sorry, Missy Pyle, if you are tuned into Facebook right now watching us. Nothing uh, against you. Just We didn't see, really click. I we didn't her. click when we talked. I love her. I mean, every little thing I've seen her in, she just makes me happy. She just makes me go, you know what? I can see she's a really, really great, wonderful, like, for me, Person. I'm easy. Just just give me my man crushes who are Chris Evans, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Give me some Chris Pratt. Uh, even and, and I know well, Chris Pratt was on Chris my list Pratt. as well. And I know this one is debatable for you. Not not I like J Law because she would just be fun. But then Kirsten Stewart. I really think Kristen Stewart, just because she would be so laid back and chill, and sometimes you need those kind of people. I know you can't stand her acting, and you say she's just kind of there most of the time in what she does but i but i've seen interviews and and, and yes she's even admitted to being a pothead but that's fine i have a lot I was of gonna say i have tons of she friends just that smoke. seems like she's high all the time yeah but you, you need those kind of people at your party sometimes you need the person that's going to be chill and mellow because you're going to have chris pratt there who's going to be going off the rails ryan reynolds having a swear fest in the corner and, and so you need but someone that's for that's you just, not on my party i know so at my party though my party is just going to be the like the sarcastic party <laughs> everybody just going to be snarky the entire night making fun of my party it's great that's good yeah so your party can snarky. sit over there my party can sit snarky over here amazingness yes <laughs> we don't need to go through all 12 no, of our dinner guests but uh, it would just it's, it's just a fun fun uh, thing to do i guess if you want to well who would you who would who would your 12 dinner guests be if you could choose yeah. any from film or tv uh whatever from it history. is history from history, and most of ours were just movie and, and TV stars. We're kind of shallow. We don't want most Jesus. Most of the people we, we talk to, Muhammad. they say just want... Jesus, and we're like, <laughs> yeah, well, technically, if you think about it spiritually, he's going to be there anyway, and he doesn't take up a seat, so you know what? <laughs> Not necessary. There you go. Yeah, so so we were just very shallow and want the people that we <laughs> love to pine over in, in movies and TV. And yep. um, I'd even probably pick some, some of the comic artists that I've met that have been really fun. Todd Nock was one that was just a really fun guy to have, and he would yeah. just add to the dynamic of what's going on. Um, but yeah, that would just be fun. That's cool. But now we have a, a few things. Now, typically we, we, we like to geek out about the things that, that we love, but we've also just got some of the things that are th- this week in geek things that we saw that are really exciting, uh, and that are coming. Um, I'm going to save, let me see here. I had one that I wanted for you that the chewy one. So if I go me, and that's you, on mine as me, well. you, okay, that worked. So I can start with it. So, um, so this week in geek, let's kick it off with mm-hmm. Marvel uprising coming soon. Now this one, it's been a long time in coming because it pulls a lot of characters that aren't really that well known into the spotlight. I know people that are into comics have heard of Spider Gwen. If you watch uh, Marvel Agents of Shield, you know who Quake is, who is Daisy yep. Chloe Bennett's character, and she's actually going to be voicing the character as well. Inferno, Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Lockjaw, a, a ton of really good voice actors doing this. It's going to be an animated series, but just a, a really, uh, f- from what I've seen, it looks to be a family friendly take. Great values. That I look forward to watching Can with I ask my just family. Just a quick question. Yes. What's the difference between Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel? Uh, okay, so at one point they were the same person. Right. Um, That's Captain what I Marvel started off as Ms. Marvel, but through the years into the 80s and 90s, they actually broke off and became two separate entities. Okay. Uh, Ms. Marvel has some appearances in The Amazing Spider Man recently, so if you want to look at her. So there is actually a separate now Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel storylines okay. going, whereas, again, before when Captain Marvel started as Carol Danvers, she was known as Ms. Marvel. That's all I need to know. Okay. Okay. Um, so, to mine, not a game that I'm particularly. But you kind love of like PUBG. Behind. Come on. You got the PUBG Mobile, and you <laughs> were. Tearing that thing I up. I was. I got the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, Fortnite is raking it in. <laughs> That's what he's given me. Fortnite is raking it in. Oh, wait, look, uh, have you seen this? So three weeks into the iOS release, Epic Games announced they're making $2 million a day. Every single day off of Fortnite. But Holy cow. I know. It, it's crazy what that game's been able to do. And then you look at all the other ones that are that are in this marketplace. Um, and, and the really cool thing, though, about Fortnite and, and sometimes then not cool thing is that it, it's really a stripped down version of a first person shooter so it- but i'd like to point out right now we i've, I've been kind of debating this because i've had a lot of people asking me about this game specifically and i had martin who's our game guy kind of have a look at it and talk about it and everything else and 
he said specifically it is not a game he would let kids play. He said that the actual um, the people who play it, like the the community, is really not nice. Okay. They are really like very very negative, very downplaying on people. If you don't know what you're doing, they're very very negative, and it's um, it's rated. Isn't it? Uh, I think it's we probably s- a sixteen. I thought it was fourteen or, or 14. sixteen up. Um, I would personally, from his recommendation, I do trust Martin's stuff on this. Do not. I would not recommend this game for younger kids or younger teenagers, even because the language is not great and there are some other things that are not brilliant about this game. But they're doing very well, apparently. So there you go. And now on the Battle Royale front here, Mm -hmm. uh, there is a new game making waves. It's called Radical Height. Now, with the success of the PUBGs and the Fortnites, uh, what was the name of the production company? Uh, Boss Key Productions. They spent five months trying to kind of really whip together this game uh, and get it. Now, five months is nothing in game development no. when you're making a massive multiplayer environment. So, so, so it came out a little bit buggy. It came out where you get stuck in doors, stuck in walls. The texture mapping wasn't quite done right. <laughs> but it's got a lot of really cool elements that a lot of people that love those games of, of PUBG and Fortnite would really like because it's that battle royale format, yep. a shrinking map. But the but the way uh, the things that you can do in the game all of the in-game currency that you earn can actually be spent right away in the game which you can't do in PUBG or Fortnite nice and then also you can bank that money you can find ATMs in the world and so if you've just looted someplace and have all of this money that you can't spend well you can go bank it so then you can use it later uh, and so it brings this element into the game that's not but does not... that mean somebody can like but if you get kill killed, you yes, and they if steal you get your money. killed before you can bank it or spend it, you lose all of that. And sometimes you can actually wow. get some pretty massive stashes of money. Uh, also, the way that the map shrinks down, again, uh, like in PUBG, it yeah. shrinks like a circle. But the way they've done it has really given a, a lot of flexibility in that the the map is uh, kind of broken down into a whole bunch of small squares, say like 24 squares. Mm-hmm. And so as they shrink the map down, they might shrink it up into a small section on one corner of the map and another small section over here. You could have two distinct gameplay areas happening. And then once you get down to the final few characters, all of a sudden those two places are opened up and then they can fight it out at the end okay. or they can shrink it down to where there's just one long line. So it's, it's long but narrow and everybody's fighting in that one small little channel okay, on the map. Okay, so it's like different every single time. So it's not the same thing. It's not thing just going to shrink the circle smaller and smaller until okay. it's a tiny little spot. Uh, so just a lot of uh, really progressions and things they could do that really make it fun. Going on, we've got the new Han Solo trailer drop this week. Yeah, I think everybody's seen it by now. Oh, I know. I know. But if you have missed it, there is just this amazing like little clip in it that just was just mind-blowing. That I really felt they should have kept for the movie. They I don't think it should have been in the trailer. So Han is flying the Falcon and he's not doing a brilliant job according to Chewie who kind of goes, he goes, I think Han says something like... Well, um, Chewie just grunts. He doesn't really say anything. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know, do you think you could do any better? You know, and then Chewie kind of grunts and makes his kind of noise. That was And the then best. he goes, I'm sorry. Chewie got... There you go. Um, Anyway, it turns out that Chewie is in about the 190-year-old range. At that point, this isn't even getting to A New Hope yet. So we're not even at episode four at this point. Four? Yes. We're not at episode four at this point. So we're at this section where this Chewbacca is 190 years old. He's about 240 or so now. He's got to be about 200. so they get to. I didn't. So. I didn't. I knew Yoda was nine hundred something yeah, years yeah. old, but but for uh, Chewie to be one hundred and ninety in this one, and then going, and then we're even shown a clip of his wife potentially because you see another yeah. you see another Wookiee in the clip, and it looks like he's kissing her or something well, or whatever. No, he Chewie's her. headbutt. Yeah. Okay, is that what they do? Should we start that tradition in our house? No, thank You're you. You're leaving, and I just give you a headbutt. No, thank no? you. Okay, leads to a quick divorce. Um, <laughs> but now also E3, so E3, big video game expo. Mm-hmm. This one has me excited because there's a lot of releases coming up, but with titles that are set to be there, like Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers, which was a game that I waited so long for on the Nintendo Wii when it, before it came out. Uh, so Smash Brothers for the Switch is coming. Fortnite and Battlefield all have set launch dates and will be there. Uh, and then games that are rumored to potentially be there to show us some of the mm-hmm. gameplay. Kingdom Hearts 3, Yoshi, Black Ops 4, and Metroid Prime are some of the favorites that oh, I pulled out. I want to I wanna really go good. back and, and play some of these Kingdom Hearts because, uh, again... Martin really recommended them, and I've every time we've got into kind of like the like, cash converters or game or somewhere, I've kind of looked at that one and gone, 
It was they were really fun. I played I played entirely through the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a, an amazing game, a, a really well done fantasy uh, adventure type RPG game that was it was a whole lot of fun. Very cool. Uh, something very British now for you. British. I'm going to the other side. Okay. Yes, something very British. Wurzel Gummidge. Now I know you don't know who Wurzel Gummidge is. I have no idea. Who, okay. Is that? But everybody who's in Britain would shoe? know who Wurzel Gummidge is. Okay. He's a scarecrow, and he is actually. The stuff of my brother's nightmares. My brother was petrified of Wurzel Gummidge. America, help me out here. Do do you understand what a Wurzel Gummidge is? Wurzel Gummidge. Wurzel? Wurzel. Not Wurzel. No, Wurzel. The Duke of Wesselton. No, Wurzel. Are you saying Wurzel with an R? Wurzel, yes. W-O-R-Z-E-L. Then say Wurzel. Don't say Wurzel. Wurzel. Okay. Okay, so Wurzel Gummidge. Um... Oh, we love we loved Wales of Gummidge. There used to be like a uh, statue of him in like the side of this particular restaurant. Okay. And every time we went in there, my brother would go flying through the door as quick as possible, and we'd kind of hide behind him, and go. Bleh! So just used to freak him out. It was great. So uh, Mackenzie Crook. Mackenzie Crook. What about Wesel Gummidge? Okay, listen, and okay. I'm getting there. So Mackenzie Crook, he was in the office, <laughs> the British office, and he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. He was the guy with the wooden eye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. From, yeah. Him. He has actually gone and tried to get this rebooted for the BBC. He wants to reboot Wurzel Gummidge. Now, why... Wait, Wurzel... is Wurzel Gummidge the name of Wurzel. the show? Yes, it is. Wurzel. Wurzel Duke Gummidge. of Wurzelton. Yes. Okay. He is um, all about... Um, he's a scarecrow that yeah, comes alive and, and, has, and has adventures with Aunt Sally. And he's a scarecrow. Adventures with Adventures Aunt Sally, huh? with Aunt okay. Sally. Okay, I'll leave it at that. We'll leave it there. Keep it PG rated. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Okay. <laughs> now, now, why are they wanting to reboot this? I don't know. Um, I guess Mackenzie Crook's, like, really hot on it and likes it. So he just decided that's what he wanted to have a go at rebooting. All right, do something. Right. Yeah. Right. Just do Shall something. Shall I keep going? Yeah, do something else. Cool. So, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Okay. Oh my gosh! The first season w- was so was good. epic. It, even if really you are not was. a Star Trek fan, you would oh, so really good. really enjoy the so show. So good. And and Jake uh, Jason Isaacs does just a fantastic captain. Yeah. Uh, I got to see him in person live when I was at uh, Salt Lake City Comic Con, and I was wasn't really expecting much, and I was really there to see the Jeremy Renner panel who plays Hawkeye. Yeah. And and so I went early and caught the whole Jason Isaacs, and he was so amazing, charismatic. He didn't need an MC on stage with him. He just captured the audience, pulled everybody in, told anecdotes, made everybody laugh. Fantastic, amazing guy on stage. Mm-hmm. And so I was really excited to see him, even though I've seen him as Lucius Malfoy yeah. and other characters in film. See, I wasn't excited for him oh, because, I, so I mean, as much as I like him as an actor, I thought, how is this guy going to do Star Trek? It just seemed a little bit of an odd kind of thing and honestly oh my gosh he was so good yeah. and i i enjoyed every minute of that series it was gripping it was brilliant uh, michelle yo in it was very good too yeah. i mean just brilliant series it's all on netflix so you can catch up if you want to watch it right now uh but definitely recommend that one i don't want to do any spoilers if you haven't seen it you need to watch it because it is brilliant um, they all there die. was a huge shocker at the end of season one and this is a little bit of a spoiler, so if anybody's just put your fingers in your ears and go la la la, um, they have <laughs> cast Captain Pike. It's going to be Anson Mount. He was in he was in Inhumans as Black Thunder, Black, Black Bolt, Black Bolt. That's it. Yeah, sorry, the guy who can't talk. Brilliant, absolutely amazing. Really looking forward to season two, and that should be dropping towards the end of the year, I think. So, yes, very excited about that. Was that going to be a November release then? I Almost. think so. I was hoping for more spring. Because I know Luke Cage's its next season is dropping in June. I'm hoping we're going to get Stranger Things 3 for September as well. September, October time. Okay. I'm hoping. Another quick bit from this week. Uh, 55 days of filming has ended now for one battle scene in Game of Thrones. Is this the epic, like, end battle scene? I don't know. It may well 55 be. 55 days. It took them 55 days. They were filming in Ireland, and they have just finished. It will wrap most movies in less time than that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's insane. 55 days. I, I know they, they were did- saying how much they were all freezing, and it's just been – the weather's been awful because we had – the uh, we've had the really bad wintry weather coming through with the snow, which is probably a good thing because of what they're filming. But 
it's been really, really tough going. And they've, yeah, 55 days. Uh, tough. So now you really had all better appreciate when you watch that final episode what all these actors did and went through for a single Incrazy. battle scene. Crazy. Um, Another great thing coming up, uh, Hidden Figures. I don't know if anybody's seen this movie. It was uh, it was all about, th- it was focused on three black ladies who worked at NASA and they basically became pioneers and the first black women to basically just segregate. And, and work for NASA. And work for NASA. It was brilliant. Director. Um, yeah. And uh, to, you know, to get people in space. So it was really, really cool. It's actually looking like it's going to get a TV show. Now, the movie was really, really good. And there is how they're going to do a TV show But there is plenty of extra stories because there was a whole room full of those ladies who were all doing different things. They'd only just got the IBM in there um, and that computer and they were starting to train on that. I mean, yes, they've done the story about getting the first man into space, but we've still got to get all the way up to like getting the first man on the moon. It's still a rough time for, you know, for those segregation times in America. So it should be a really interesting story. So I think that if they do it right, it could be brilliant. Okay. So there you go. You can always pull things out of that. Now, one I am super excited for, and I had my, my dad was super excited for, because he listens and um, we talk about a lot of the things we talk about on the, on the, uh, on the website, on the podcast. Sorry, I'm losing my words now. Um, War of the Worlds. Now I didn't like the Spielberg version. I didn't. Okay. In fact, it was terrible. I'm just going to point that out there. It was absolutely terrible. And War of the Worlds is a book based in Britain. So you know what? Putting it in America is not going to work. It worked. No, it didn't. It yeah. was terrible. But anyway, it is getting a three-part <laughs> BBC treatment at last. We've got Eleanor Tomlinson, who was is in Poldark. We've got Rafe Spall, and we're getting supported by Rupert, Gra- Rupert Graves and Robert Carlyle. Wow. Okay. So yeah, take any of those over Tom. No, Cruise. Robert Carlyle any is uh, is definitely a good actor. Yeah, I like his stuff. Now my, can I go to my geeking out? You're gonna start. Let me add this one more because one. Th- th- this really wasn't geeking out. It's more just being in, in utter shock. So I'm, I'm sure most people have heard by now that Amazon purchased the rights of Lord of the Rings so they can do a live, <coughs> excuse me, a live action TV series. Now, they paid $250 million for those rights, j- just for the rights first off. Compare that to the budget of the original three Lord of the Rings films, the first trilogy, $280 million for mm-hmm. the first three films, $655 million for the Hobbit trilogy. All right, so we're less, less than $1 billion for all six original movies. Amazon right now is expected to spend $1 billion on five seasons of their live-action Lord of the Rings TV show. That's insane. Now, I, I mean, have... I know the actors, when they did the Lord of the Rings, the original one, Sean Astin, they all agreed to do it on very little pay. I mean, I think the most any of them got paid was 50000 Okay. For all three movies. or No, it, it was the same... For the for each movie, but it was a ridiculously small amount, and that was a. I mean, it was a year of filming, so they were going to be in New Zealand for a year for fifty grand. Yeah. Now that is that is like poor money for for a big movie like that. But you know, and especially what? for the actors that were in. Those. But the thing is, is that what Peter Jackson, what he smartly did, he didn't offer huge amounts of money. But you know what? The great thing is, is that then he got actors who were passionate about the project because they weren't in there for the money. Like, you know what? Harrison Ford's like, chuck me a big bag of money. I'll do it. <laughs> and a then, billion uh, dollars for a TV series. I know, it's crazy. To put that in perspective, though, is Game of Thrones... Than, oh, I was going to say. Game of that... Thrones spends $6 million an episode is about what they spend. Really so $60 million for their first season. A billion dollars. Plus the two hundred and fifty million they spent on the rights. I don't, I don't know what what do you have to spend the money on on a TV show to hit a billion dollars. I don't know. I don't understand that. Just absolutely insane, like monopoly type money going out the door to make this Amazon series that it, it better be good. All I all I can say is this show had better be good. It's insane. All right, so you wanted to geek out, so I'll let you geek out now. Yeah, um, I have got one really geeking out this week only one 
Only one. Okay. But I'm super excited about it. Should I go first then? And then you can get in the middle? No. Go ahead. This is this okay. is Geek this out. is super important. The Meg has a trailer. Oh <laughs> the Meg has a trailer. Okay, I'm going to cut this out in post production. No, we're, we're going to cut the Meg out. The Meg does not no. deserve time on our show. It does. <laughs> oh, my. oh my gosh! Now I have to I have to thank Carrie because uh, and Carrie is listening. I know she is. Um, <laughs> I also would like to just put in that we have noticed that the Cobra Kai is going to be coming along and that looks amazing. And we will put a link for Cobra Kai. Yes, it is. Being an 80s girl, I absolutely love the Karate Kid movies. I will put a link for that. But the Meg. Now, I am a, I'm a Shark fan. I know this. I like the Sharknado and movies. Finally, they're coming to an I end with Sharknado 6. Jaws. I liked Deep Blue Sea. I'll, literally, if it's got a shark in it, I usually watch it. I enjoy these. This one looks insanely good not only has it got hero nakamura in it all right amazing it's got an insanely good cast and it looks good define insanely good i I compare this cast to oceans 11 oceans 11 insanely good cast okay i get what you're saying but it's a great cast (laughs) rain wilson I mean, in the he's trailer, yes. it may, I mean, he's okay. very dry. He's okay. very cool. I love Rain Wilson. If you don't know who Rain Wilson is, he it was, was Dwight, Dwight from, the office. from The Office. You know, Bears Beats, Battlestar Galactica. And he was in The Last Mimsy. Was that that weird movie with the rabbit from the future? Yes. Okay, he was in He this. was. There you go. Yeah, so anyway, it looks really, really good. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Jason Statham. Now, Carrie is on my side. She says he's going to punch the shark no, in the nose. he's going to ride. And then ride it like a surfboard. Yeah, but you said he's not going to. My thing is, right from the start, he's going to ride that thing like a sandworm in Dune. Okay? So that shark is getting ridden, and it's getting ridden hard by Jason Statham. You know, if you've got an opinion about this, will Jason Statham he's punch right. a 70-foot no. megalodon he's in the nose? He's just going to ride it. Or is he going to ride it? Now, I say he's going to punch it in the face because that's the kind of person Jason Statham is. He's going to punch it. And Sean says that he's going to he's ride it like ride a sandworm. That shark, but it, but the the whole trailer looks great. It really does. It's action packed. It's it got looks some better laughs. than I it thought. It looks funny. It looks better than I thought it was. It gonna looks look. like it's going to be just a really enjoyable, enjoyable movie. Enjoyable people are going to get eaten, honey. How is that enjoyable? It's fake. You want to see death? Is that what it is? You want to see people dying? Is that what you want? Wait. <laughs> Wait, you were the one who made me watch The Death Cure the other night. Yeah. And I had to watch that kid die, and it was very sad. Oh, was really sad. Oh, sorry. Well, oh, spoiler. <laughs> I have to cut that out. But come on, if you've read the book, it's been out for years now. Yeah. It was a great movie, though. I will have to I cut that out. I enjoyed it. I'll have to bleep that, because that was a really bad <laughs> spoiler for the movie. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so if you're watching live, I guess I can't bleep it out. Uh, and they probably haven't watched the movie. Yeah, so I'm sorry, but it was it was really enjoyable. We sat and watched that the other night until like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we're too old to watch movies until two o'clock in the morning. It we was are really getting good to that though. point where, man, when we were ten years ago, it was like you know, eleven o'clock at night. Hey, what should we do? And then we'll start the evening and now then go out to Walmart in our pajamas and and go eat at Denny's, get some pancakes and pie at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, I miss going and do uh, that in Farmington. Yeah, but then, cool. but then you get old and have kids. Yeah, that's true. It all goes downhill, guys. Don't ever have kids. Come on, you need to geek out now. All right, well, all of my geeking out is around, and I'm sorry, it's all Marvel-based, and I really apologize, but Marvel seems to be dominating the world right now with Infinity Wars coming out. Uh, they've already, what they've said about Infinity Wars uh, is the pre-orders outstrip all seven previous mcu movies so pre-orders as in like tickets for the cinema or is tickets for the cinema so so tickets to go watch it at the cinema they've already pre-sold seven times more or or, uh, wasn't seven times it it was more than the last seven mcu movies that's what it was right so think of the last seven there's a lot of good movies in there and it's already outsold all seven of them so so marvel is dominating the universe right now and with that, there's a lot There's a lot of intrigue surrounding what is going to be talked about in this movie. Right. Because we don't know, are they going to follow the comic? Are they going to f- just write a whole new story? But then even in the comics, there, there's so many different storylines happening here and so many characters. And so one of the things that I want to look at is some of the things that we've seen already given away to us about Thanos. Right now we know he has two stones in the gauntlet. We've seen, we've seen the trailers. Yep. He's dropping the power stone. He has the... Uh, 
um, the Tesseract. Which one was that? The Tesseract, yeah. But what's the stone called? That is the... Uh... For some reason, I'm drawing a blank on that one. But he has both of those stones. Yeah. And so, Sorry. Dro- so the fact that he's dropped in the Power Stone, though, which was in control uh, on Xandar. The Nova Corps had that one. It was in the vault on Xandar, supposedly a very secure place. And he's already starting the movie with that stone. So that means that he's had to go to Xandar and essentially wipe out the Xandarians, wipe out Nova Corps to get that gem. And now if, if that follows anything along the comic lines, every single member of the Nova Corps is wiped out. Sans one person, and that one person becomes a character called Nova, who is a vastly powerful character who gets all of the power that the, no- the Nova Corps get given their power from something called the World Mind, which is this uh, very nebulous entity that's typically spread out among thousands and thousands of individuals. But now, when there's only one member left, this one Nova Corps member has all of the power. So, so I'm, I'm really interested to see if they bring this character in because they, they've opened the door for it, being that well, Thanos already has now the Purple Power Stone and he's wiped mm-hmm. out all of the, the really cool people. You had John C. Riley that was that really funny Nova Corps member, uh, and so apparently they're all wiped out now. But isn't he possibly the one? Isn't Hasn't he possibly like Nova? He he could be Nova, but I think what happens is he is the, the last member of Nova that that dies and then bequeaths the power to a like a high school kid on Earth, Richard mm-hmm. Ryder. And then that kid becomes this character called Nova, who is really essential in fighting Thanos. Now, on that thing of characters that could be in this, now if we saw the end of Guardians of the Galaxy two, do you remember how that movie ended? Yes, the I do. The very last cutscene. What mm-hmm. was the very last cutscene they showed you? Oh. It was the queen? Yes, and she made Adam. She made Adam. Yeah. He was the, the one that was in possession of the Soul Stone. Now, we haven't seen the Soul Stone yet. Uh, the, the two theories surrounding the Soul Stone are, one, it's on Wakanda. Uh, underneath and it's what gives that's what people think it's what gives black panther his powers it's why they can see their their dead forefathers it's why uh it's why this herb is blossoming there because it came on the meteor that crashed under their country uh and it's now contained within that meteorite beneath them so that's one theory the other theory is and it's one that's not talked about much at all is that it's being used to bring about uh this character adam warlock who who actually possesses the soul stone in a lot of the comics so we have these two possibilities of where the soul stone comes from and if it does come from adam warlock which would be fun then we've got two new characters that are going to be brought in to fight thanos okay so just really quickly just an overview of the stones okay the tesseract is the space stone the space stone okay which allows you to teleport things around the ether which was in thor the dark world that's the reality stone okay the orb which was in guardians of the galaxy the first one that's the power stone stone Loki's scepter, um, which is now part of Vision, is the Mind Stone. The Soul Stone is the one that we... Has not appeared yet. Has not appeared yet. In the MCU. And then the Time Stone is the green one that is in um, the eye around Doctor Strange's neck that he wears. And he's the one when he turns the time backwards and forwards. So those are the ones that are there. They're the movies that are in. So you're going to look at the original Avengers movie for the Tesseract. um, Thor the Dark World for the Aether. The first Guardians of the Galaxy for the Power Stone. The first Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, if you want to see the the Mind Stone. Um, and then you want to watch Doctor Strange for the Time Stone. Yeah. And actually, th- those movies are on the real Stan Lee webpage. He actually listed the top 10 movies that you should watch before Infinity Wars. It's all of those, but then all of the origins. So you have the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the original Iron Man, the first Thor uh, Black Panther, Doctor Strange. And so it gives you all of the the, the character introductions as mm-hmm. well as here are all the Infinity Stones and where they are. And if you go to therealstanley.com, you can find that article that shows watch these 10 movies and now what's today? Today is the 12th. Yep. Is it the 27th it comes out? I think so, yeah. yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks to watch 10 Marvel movies. Go! Now, of course, we will go... And watch it so that we can review it for you. That's the only oh, reason we're going to watch it. We so kind we, we to go do it do two that or three times you. just to make sure we have a good grasp of the movie that, so we can explain it well. Um, what, one more thing, though, in my geeking out, because, it, again, it all just revolves around the Infinity Wars, is what role Nebula is going to play. I'm going to say this because more likely than not, this is not going to be in the movie. Do you know the reason why he's trying to get the Infinity Stones to begin with? Um, 
I've heard a few different kind of ideas on it. Didn't he have this kind of Lady Death that he... he... Essentially, he, he's smitten by Lady Death, the, the physical yeah. incarnation of death. And what she asks him to do is gather the stones and wipe out half of the universe. And that's exactly what he does. He collects all stones, snaps his fingers, and half of the beings in the universe are wiped out. That's how powerful the gauntlet is to start with. So when, when if Thanos can get all six of these, it, it, it's just catastrophic. Yeah. Horrible, horrible thing. And now, so he does that, he gets this, and then he still doesn't have the love of Lady Death. And it's, it's actually one of the few times in the comics where you'll see Thanos cry. Actually, the only time. There's a page where he's crying. He has the gauntlet still, but because of he's done this, it doesn't work, he, he wants to evolve to a higher level. Mm-hmm. And so he uses the power of the gauntlet to basically evolve to a higher state of being, leaving his physical body behind wearing the gauntlet. Now, when he does this, though... Maybe he doesn't think about it, but he leaves the gauntlet behind. And Nebula has been kept in his care. Uh, She's been tortured. She's been abused for for a long time. He's actually kept her at the point of death without allowing her to die. And so Nebula, his sort of daughter or granddaughter, is there. When he leaves and ascends, she takes the gauntlet. And just to spite her dad or granddad, she uses the the time stone and sets back time to before he wiped out the universe and resets everything in its place. So what happens to Thanos then? I think later in the comics, then he's able to somehow come back and re-enter his body. But that's the thing, is I would have thought that as soon as she kind of like turned back the time, then he All of would that didn't be... Happen. He would. It would basically put them back to the beginning of all of that happening again, which... Uh, again, the movie might follow nothing along the comic lines, but it's interesting to see that in all of the arcs re- involving uh, the mm-hmm. gauntlet, Nebula is the one that... And she doesn't really set things right out of the goodness of her heart. It really is just to spite Thanos. And she's a little mad at this point because of the torture. And, and so she needs oh, to be taken she's down. She's mad because of the torture? Well, she, she's a bit odd to begin with. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, Adam Warlock ends up having to take her down with the Silver Surfer and a few other people. They finally get the gauntlet off of her, uh, and then they, they separate all of the stones to the Illuminati, which is a secret sect headed up by Adam Warlock and Nova, mm-hmm. Captain America, not Captain America, Tony Stark, uh, and a few others. And I know we'll probably see the Illuminati name spoken of in the movies because that they play a key role in the protecting and guarding of, of the Infinity Stones once okay. they're separated again. So just some some really fun stuff, though. Uh, I know the rumors are going all over the place, and, and I love trying to dissect and see what could happen based on the comic, based on on where we could be going. But 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 I, I really think that we'll see Nebula play a uh, maybe not in this one. It might be in, in Avengers Avengers Four where we see her uh, maybe taking part in this. But uh, because I, I don't see Thanos going down in this movie. That's not going to happen. Thanos is still building up that gauntlet. So we're probably going to see him fully assemble the gauntlet by the end of this movie. And we're going to have the death of some of our superheroes because, again, when Thanos wipes out half the galaxy, most of the Avengers go with that. Mm -hmm. And and we're going to see a lot of heartache. We're going to see a lot of death, some of which might not come back because I, I know some of these characters do actually die off. And it's interesting. My vote's still going to be... I do think he's gonna. It is going to be Captain America's going to be gone, but I'm I'm thinking Tony's going down as well. He could again. Both their contracts are up. Chris Evans has said Avengers Four could be his last movie. There's there's so there's a lot out there that's saying that this could be the end for a lot of our our favorite heroes. Even the Rousseau, uh, the brothers that have been directing and doing this, uh, they've even said get ready for some heartache. There's going to yeah. be some heartache in this film. Go into it expecting – I don't know why they'd give that away, but go into it expecting that there's going to be something uh, like this happening. That's sad. But I think that's pretty much all of my geeking out because it's just, you know, what's happening with the Soul Gem? Where is it going to be? These new characters, Nova and Warlock, that are probably both going to be introduced in this next movie. And then once the gauntlet's here, what what is Nebula's part going to be in in, in taking down Thanos? Because I I think since she's – going to be there with him most likely she's his daughter she's going to find a way back because she wants to go kill him mm-hmm. she's going to go try to kill him and get caught we and actually then she's have gonna... a question now as well oh we do uh dominic had uh do you think there'll be superhero movie fatigue and i think we talked about this uh before one of the reasons why i i, I, dominic, I, I, I don't think we will <laughs> is because the, the superhero that aspect has become the subgenre yeah of the movie 
Uh, we're having movies put out that have great stories. And now I, I know DC is still working on fine-tuning this, but again, you look at Ant-Man. That was a great caper movie that happened to have a superhero element. Yeah. Spider-Man, a great teen coming-of-age movie that happened to have a superhero element. So we're having movies put out that have uh, well-done elements. They're just they're well-acted. They're well-scripted. They're well-thought-out. And then they have a superhero element. We, we, I think we've gone past the point of it just being solely based and focused on superheroes. Yeah. But there might be a point where we get to superhero fatigue. But, but Like saying, you know, are we going to get fatigue over watching sci-fi? Because it is really its own genre now. And I have my entire life enjoyed sci-fi movies. And as long as they can keep it somewhat fresh, I mean... You know, there's the old adage that, you know, there's nothing new. You can't, you know, it's the same stories over and over again. But as long as they keep them fresh, as long as they're keeping them, you know, with something new. The Guardians of the Galaxy movies have been brilliant for me. I've just, you know, I really fell in love with them because I really was getting kind of tired of, sorry to say it, Captain America. Well, but just think about it. Think of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You, you could have had a very similar cast set in fantasy medieval times yeah and that story could have been exactly the same done exactly the same way they're going for a crystal that has power and it would have been it would have been just as fun yeah with with that cast uh it just happened to be set in a superhero time in the mcu Mm -hmm. and 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 again like you said as long as you can keep renewing it and doing it in a way that's fun like guardians of the galaxy that was just a stroke of brilliance when it came out I, I don't think we're going to get sick because, again, you, you likened it to the sci-fi, which I, I'm never going to fall out of love with sci-fi. Um, I've got one little uh, review for this week. Sorry, I'm just going to um, pull myself over here because I left it on the shelf. Uh-oh. Oops. Is it a book review? It is a book. Hold okay. on. You've been reading? I know. Oh, my goodness. My gosh. Oh, this is one of the books that you do really enjoy. Yes, I do. Um, I'd like to uh, review this one this week just really quickly because I'm super excited about this book. I love this book. It is actually Warwick Davis's. I don't know if you can see that. Size matters not. Yes, it's his uh, biography. If you are a geek, you need to read this book. If you're a nerd, you need to read this book. If you're anything in between, you need to read this book. It is fantastic. It will make you laugh. It will make you cry. I mean, every time I've read, started reading this, and I think I've read it four or five times now, I have literally finished it in one day. I cannot put it down. It's so good. Well, think of how much work Davis has been in. Oh Th- think gosh, of all yeah. – j- just the Star Wars alone. He's been in almost every single Star Wars movie that's been – has he been in every single one? No, that's Anthony Daniels is the no. one that's been in every yeah, single no, one. Yeah, no, he hasn't. But he's – he's because uh, he started with Return of the Jedi. Uh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. yeah. But from there on, he has been, been in, in every, every single, single one. one. But, I mean, it covers all of his time um, in Willow, all of his Star Wars stuff, um, his own franchise with the Leprechaun, Harry Potter. I mean, the stories he's got is just insane. There's even pictures of him on the um, set of Indiana Jones. Um, Just amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, And we were very, very honored to meet both Warwick and his lovely wife, Sammy. His wife is amazing as well. She was very sweet. And they were just so cool of people. We, you know, we've really appreciated the time we got to, the little time we got to spend with them. Um, And they'll interact with you on Facebook. His his wife will always respond to you. Uh, He's a little more busy because his account is, of course, a lot more than hers is. I always get a response from them on Twitter. I mean, they are really on it. And it's it's nice to see those kind of people. But... um, if you can get the book, I would also suggest, I know you can buy it on Amazon, but if you can, please buy it from his website. I think it's just WarwickDavis.com or something like that. You can probably Google it. We'll find the link and I'll put it on there. Buy it from him direct because unlike a lot of stars, he went through a period where basically his uh, accountant stole all of his money mm. and didn't pay his taxes. So they live in a pretty regular house in Peterborough. They do not live in like this flashy mansion or anything else. And so, you know, they're not kind of like mega rich or anything else. Um, I bought it direct from their website and he actually and signed sign it, it for, for me as well, which was lovely of him. Um, he's usually at all the Comic-Cons. He doesn't charge, you know, Megabox for his own autograph. And he'll always stop and talk to you and have a really good conversation. He makes time for his fans. So... And he also enjoys chocolate digestives. Yes. So send him a pack. 
And are we done on our geeking out? Has the yeah. Marvel world wrapped up around us? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I could keep talking, but I, I don't want to go too long on that. Um, I'm just excited. It's only two weeks now. Yeah. Two weeks until the midnight showing. I'm gonna. Can we go to that one Thursday night midnight showing? I don't Avengers? know if I can do a Thursday night. If you want to do it, you can, but I don't know if I can do a Thursday night. Okay. I got work the next morning, and I you know, know my boss has actually been listening. So me saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go to a midnight show," and then turning up at work going, <laughs> <laughs> or calling into work, "I'm sick." <laughs> On the Friday, yeah, it's hard to do when you're in work. education if you're sleeping. All right. Well, I think then we're done for the night. Um, yeah. Again, one billion dollars. I just want to point that out. Oh and if you're gosh. listening, you know Amazon is spending a billion dollars. It was nine hundred seventy-five million for six movies, and they're spending a billion on a TV show. Oh my goodness. We for, are. for those that followed online, thank you so much for watching. I know we've had comments coming in and people uh, asking us things. And even beforehand, we're watching a set, set up as we were, weren't prepared and started a little bit late. Yeah. But we had a lot of fun. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for those that watched, mm-hmm. uh, we want to thank you for those that tuned in. Well, you got to put your hat back on. Oh, I'll put the, I'll put the panda and, and back for, on. Again, for those that can't see, Livy has a, a large panda head that she found that uh, again um she's gonna wear to comic-con i am i'm actually thinking about putting my battlestar galactica um oh actually this is like a <laughs> this is like a um look, new hands Woo! there's your mic stand you want a mic stand, stand it, just um, shove it in the panda's mouth yeah i'm it, thinking i'm actually going to uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna put my battlestar galactica bdus on and um, with the panda hat with my panda head because he's very soft and he's lovely so uh, Where and then did mine I'll, go? I'll have a little dance. You're sitting on Am it. I sitting on it? You're sitting on it. No, it's not here. I moved it. I put it on your chair. Well, you I, moved it. I have a Deadpool mask. And oh I was my gosh! Going to wear my Doctor Doctor Pool cosplay to the next convention. So from me, the Trash Panda, and from him, Deadpool. Don't forget to be awesome and be unique. All right, have a great night, guys. We love you guys. Bye now. Good night. We are the Geek Underground. You got to search on iTunes for the Geek Underground. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's a trap. That's a wrap. It's a trap. That's a wrap. And say hello to to Bess. Do you know what? My husband did not know this. This is Bess, my Paul. Okay. And his name is Bess. Or her name is Bess. Because, as you know, there's a very famous pair of, um, a, a famous uh, American composer called Gershwin who wrote 